Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. What's up, everybody? What's up? Here we go. Glad to see you on this Tuesday night. A lot to talk about. And I don't know if surprising is the right word, but we got, obviously, games that happened this weekend. May or may not have changed our perspectives on the challenges that Ole Miss and Mississippi State more more sooner. More sooner. Mississippi State sooner has a challenge that maybe we did not expect with Arizona this weekend. So we'll talk about that. Ole Miss is still doing this thing with quarterbacks. And now next weekend feels a little bit different, at least to me. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Mississippi State and whatever else is on your mind. My name is Michael Borky. I am always glad that you guys are with me. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a long day. I've still got a podcast to do after this. So I woke up. I did social media scheduling for the radio show. Playing the radio show, did the radio show, now I'm doing this with you, and then after that I have to do a podcast, all while I was also dad. So, it's been a, it's been a hell of a day, but I appreciate you guys being in uh, nonetheless. I, I'm, I'm thankful and happy for all of you. Like, uh, Yeah, thankful and happy for all of you. Like the video, I would appreciate that very, very much. Subscribe if you have not already, and uh, let's get started. I, I think last night we learned something. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be that guy. I am not going to sit here and tell you that Georgia Tech losing by 31 points, wasn't it 41-10 final? Uh, Losing by 31 points suddenly makes them a formidable challenge to Ole Miss. I'm not going to say that. I'm also not going to sit here and try to convince you that Arizona beating San Diego State, albeit a 12-win team from a year ago, and on the road, is suddenly completely changing the way we thought about those two games. I'm not going to try to sell you on either one of those things, but I do think we we absolutely learned something about both of those games. So that's kind of the theme for tonight, but a few of you have already started commenting, so we'll, uh, we'll get to that and just go for uh, about a half hour or so as the target, because again, I got to hang up with you and immediately record a podcast. Life uh, life never stops around here, uh, apparently. So, Memphis Rebel gets us started. What exactly is Lane looking for versus Central Arkansas? Because Ole Miss will score at ease versus them. And that's the thing that 
when I first heard that they were doing the Michigan strategy where Jackson Dart was going to get the primary snaps in the first game and Luke Altmaier was going to get the primary snaps in the second game, my first thought was, honestly, I bet they wish that Tulsa was week two and not Central Arkansas because Tulsa could give you comparable looks. Now, well, let's be honest, Lane Kiffin is obviously a, a smart football coach and he won't like just pull up the stat sheets and say well you know Luke was better so we're gonna go with him moving forward that's obviously not something that he's going to do it's it's a little bit more nuanced than that what I have determined and I said it earlier on the show is that I think what can happen Saturday is Luke Altmeyer can lose consideration, can lose the job in effect, lose the opportunity to be the quarterback, at least in the short term, by not performing well on Saturday. If he is um, maybe sloppy, if he makes a couple of mistakes, if he's making bad reads or, or turns the ball over, whatever, then I think it's over. I have a feeling, and I've had this feeling for a while, and after listening to Lane's press conference yesterday, uh, his was far less entertaining than Mike Leach, who was giving wedding advice to his third-string quarterback who just got engaged. That was good stuff. But um, it, it seemed like, and you know, Neil and Chase it kind of felt the same way. I'm not putting words in their mouth, but they kind of felt the same way that it seems like that they that they're done. That this week it's over, and they're not doing the quarterback shuffling anymore. They're going to make a decision. It feels like he excuse excuse me. Uh, it feels like he doesn't like that very much um, in that he wants it to end. And based on the way Jackson Dart was reviewed, it sounds like they know where they think they want to go. And this weekend could either confirm that or maybe muddy the water some. So they're looking for timing. They're looking for appropriate reads. They know they're going to score a million points this weekend. They know it's a much lesser opponent. Troy would soundly beat Central Arkansas. Soundly beat Central Arkansas. So it's not about opponent. It's about right reads, decision, commanding the offense. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even things like communication and sideline demeanor. Um, but but I am I am not convinced that um th that a job can be won uh on Saturday. I think it can only be lost. And they will push forward into Georgia Tech um, with one or the other. But I think they're done with this back and forth. They're going to make a decision and push forward. That was that sounded pretty, if you're reading between the lines, and, and it's not like it's that difficult to do, it sounds like they're they're done with this, uh, this charade after this week. What's up, Tim? Harvey, good to see you. AGO1 says, did you see that LSU media member who roasted Brian Kelly today? That was really funny. Uh, that, that was hilarious, actually. And if you guys didn't see it, um, he he was trying to make a, a joke. And, you know, Brian Kelly's – I said this all, also at work, that um, people were taking what he said about his punt returner and saying that he threw him under the bus. And I didn't exactly get that vibe at the end of the day. This is SEC football. It's big boy football. If you can't catch punts, you don't belong on the field. It's It's really that simple. He made sure to call him a good kid and a hard worker, but they made a mistake putting him out there. This is big boy football. If you're going to drop two punts, you shouldn't be on the field. I'm sorry. I mean, that, that's that's how it is. 
he's not the best communicator. Um, I mean, you, you've heard some press conference gaps over the years or like that sideline interview where he talked about executing his team. Like he, he's not a funny guy and he tries to be funny because, you know, being funny is, is a good quality to have. And he was trying to be funny today and was joking with the media saying that he's going to find them all $10 because they were late. And a reporter said back to him, if you win, maybe we'd be on time. <laughs> Apparently she apologized to him immediately after and he took it in stride and it was fine. But whew, I like her, whoever that was. I, I like her because that is uh, that is hilarious. Tim says Ole Miss has two good quarterbacks. End of story. Uh, two quarterbacks that can end up being good. I would not qualify, or, or I would not say what they are currently is good. I think they have great potential, and they are not quite there yet, which is totally fine. Totally fine. Memphis Rebel says I'm not concerned yet. Kiffin doesn't care about blowing out the Troys of the world. We talked about that on Sunday morning. Remember where? Uh, there was, I think we talked about it. It may have been somewhere else, but I can point to two games last year, Vanderbilt and Liberty. You mentioned Hugh Freeze. Those two games, they really were vanilla and took their foot off the gas. And I remember talking to people saying, hey, because Vanderbilt was right before the Egg Bowl and people were saying, oh, Ole Miss, they didn't look good. Something's wrong there. And No, no, it's not. They came out with the single most vanilla game plan of all time, and they shut it down the second they got any kind of a lead, and they coasted the, to the finish because the Egg Bowl was more important. And it, similar vibes th this past weekend. If they wanted to, they could have beaten Troy by five touchdowns. Uh, and, and all they would have had to do is continue to give it to Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins. That's all they had to do, but they started calling plays in the second half specifically to get stuff on film so they can evaluate quarterbacks. That's it. EGO1 says Arizona's probably better than Georgia Tech. I would love to see them play against each other. That would be fascinating. Joseph says all Dart has to do is not mess it up. To be honest, the running game is elite, and the defense will keep Ole Miss in every game. Every's a big word. I don't think it's going to matter against Alabama, for example, but the rest of them, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. EGO1 says I would like to think that you need uh, a set starting quarterback at Georgia Tech. Don't want to somehow let the game get dicey when you're unsettled. And that's why I wanted to – to that. that's the theme of the night, and we'll get to that right after these messages. Chase says, Austin Williams, a wide receiver, caught a punt in the rain. Clearly a skill issue. Hey, exactly. I mean, it, people are like, oh, Brian Kelly threw him under the bus. And, you know, maybe there could have been a better way for him to word what he said about that situation. But – at this level, if you can't catch punts, you don't need to be on the field. I mean, it's blunt. It's hard. I mean, these are these are hardworking young men, and and you 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 don't like to be so blunt, but that that's that's the reality of it. And they are very likely considering somebody else, and that's the nature of the beast. You got to catch the ball, especially in the NIL era where when you Google his name, the first thing that comes up is he was filming a commercial for a, a, an attorney recently. If, if you're going to be doing commercials and stuff, and and, and, and that's going to be, if we want college football players to get paid, their performance should be 
heavier scrutinized. Zion Williamson was 19 in the NBA, and every single day on national platforms, people were calling him fat. Now, the money is different. The money's different. Zion was getting a lot more than college football players, most of them anyway. But Zion was 19. He was a teenager still. He just turned 21, I think. And every day on national TV, people like Kendrick Perkins were calling him fat. Seriously, every day. When money's involved, when you pseudo-professionalize it, it comes with a, a, a more... You should be more open to criticism. That, that's how it is. Joey, you're right. Ole Miss does. They, they have horses, a lot of horses in the backfield. Does Arkansas beat South Carolina on Saturday? Yes, they do. Don't be surprised if it's close, Paul, because you, you know Shane Beamer, I mean, his, his team is going to be ready to play. Arkansas had a pretty uh, physical, emotional game last week. But yes, I do think Arkansas is the better team, with frankly, with the better quarterback. Um, but don't be surprised if it's close. I mean, Beamer's kids play for him every single week. I don't think they have the roster, though, that Arkansas has. The Ole Miss linebackers looked good on Saturday, especially Coleman looked for real. He looked really fast. He might be a little undersized when they start playing more physical teams. But, yeah, for for it being Troy and that having to be the qualifier, it was just Troy. Linebacker is going to remain a question for a few weeks until the competition gets better but the first audition was a good one. How long do I think Altmeyer plays before we see Dart? It certainly sounded like Kiffin was not going to, I mean, I could be wrong, and things change as the game goes, but it didn't sound like it was going to be three and a half quarters like last week was. I think it'll be shorter, maybe a half. Cade Klubnick will be quarterback one in two weeks, I agree. DJ is... he. He's not it. Um, it's going to be a Kelly Bryant situation all over again. It, it will. Ole Miss is going to light it up against Georgia Tech. We'll see. We will see. Williams says credit Neil and Chase. Ole Miss is fifteen and four in the last nineteen. That's a yeah. That's an impressive run. It's a really impressive run. Judkins reminds Ramsey of a mini Derrick Henry. Has elite speed and runs with stride. Yeah, he didn't have the 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 physical the the body, you know, the height and all that. Uh, Mark Ingram was the comparison they were using on the broadcast. That's that's a lot for one game for a true freshman, but I can see how they got there. How many games do I see LSU winning after seeing them? Let's see. Let's see how many games I think LSU is going to win. So obviously they're zero and one. They will beat Southern this weekend. Uh, so, so that's one. Um, they'll beat New Mexico. They'll beat UAB. So there's three. Uh, I believe State at Auburn, Tennessee at Florida, Ole Miss at Arkansas, and AM are all toss-ups. Seriously? That, that sounds goofy, right? Like, I should be more committed than that and say things like, well, you know, they're going to beat State. They're going to – no. I think every single one of those games I just laid out for LSU, State at home, at Auburn, Tennessee at home, at Florida, Old Miss at home, at Arkansas, at Texas A&M, every single one of those games for LSU is a toss-up. That's how the West works out, and I think they're guaranteed a loss to Alabama. I mean, it's probably a seven-win football team. It's probably a seven-win football team. 
um, unless they clean up a lot. I mean, the, the issue with LSU is some of their problems are not correctable. Like dropping punts, correctable. Uh, body language from your star wide receiver, you hope, is, is correctable. Bad offensive line play, not correctable. Very athletic quarterback that struggles pushing the football down the field with regularity. That, that's not correctable. That's an ability thing. That's not a lack of experience. I don't think he has the ability. So, and, and that schedule is brutal for them, and they already have the loss of Florida State. I think they'll win seven games. They'll, they'll beat somebody. I mean, they very well could beat Mississippi State and Ole Miss because they've got defensive personnel. They do. Even with the injury, they've got dudes. They, they they do, but um, I think I think they're seven and five somewhere in there. Clemson's offensive line and run game isn't good either. You say I expect Ole Miss to pound Georgia Tech on the ground to get comfortable. Josh Robinson, that's a good comp for the state fans uh, watching or listening. That is a good comp. LSU will mess around and beat Tennessee. I hope so. Uh, Tennessee fans are getting really high on on themselves. Um, I have State winning the game, William, for sure. And we'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, I still think Mississippi State's going to win the game. LSU ran for under 40 yards as a team. See, that's the stuff to me that's not correctable. The the offensive line play, you can't just snap your fingers and it become good. That's their issue. Yeah, Joseph, you're right. they, They can't or didn't anyway. Defensive player hurting himself, celebrating too hard. Is that correctable, See, No. Well, sadly, unfortunately for the kid, no. We learned that that is not uh, not this season anyway. That is not a correctable uh, thing that happened. But, yeah, brutal, brutal way to go out. Hyperextending your knee, tearing a ligament, celebrating. That's uh, That's tough. Scott says, with kids now able to be publicly ridiculed because of NIL, why don't reporters or beat reporters press the coach that make $10 million? I, I will say this. So I'm not afraid to go after – I'm not. But beat reporters are, uh, in a lot of cases, fans. So they don't – which I, I'm not criticizing. It's just the truth. And so they don't want to go after coaches because they – like their coaches and and want to continue to get access. Uh, Or two, they're kind of afraid of them. And beat writers aren't usually the people criticizing players either, right? I mean, you've got, in this state, you've got beat writers that wouldn't go after a kid. They'd be honest and say, hey, you know, you can't drop two punts, but they wouldn't, like, go after them. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's unfair to say, well, they should go after coaches when it might limit them from doing their job. I I, I have no, I, like, I'm not afraid of it. It doesn't bother me one bit. I couldn't care less because my job doesn't depend on access to, to those people. But I don't know. I, I think that's more of a fan thing in, in terms of how you react to, to players you're moving forward. Because if they are, getting paid that comes with an an extra level of of scrutiny. But yeah, the, the coaches shouldn't be off limits either. Yeah, I think Vanderbilt's about to get beat pretty badly with Sam Hartman back. I agree. I agree. So let's get into what I want to get into actually uh, tonight, which is how much of last night changed your perspective 
on Ole Miss and Georgia Tech next week and how much of Saturday Arizona looking good. I mean, really good. They 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 honestly dominated San Diego State. If you look at the just the score, you think it was kind of a close game. No, mm-mm. It, it was not. Arizona blocked their own punt. I'm serious. One of the punt protectors drifted in front of the punter, and the punter kicked it off of his backside, and it was a San Diego State touchdown. And another touchdown that San Diego State scored was after a fumble deep in Arizona's own territory. Their touchdown drive was like 28 yards. So statistically, it was dominant. It was flat-out dominant, Arizona over San Diego State. How much does that change your perspective. For for Mississippi State, the thing that I came away thinking or that I'm still thinking today is this is a real litmus test for what people have been talking about with Mike Leach for decades and for the last two years if you're a State fan. You've heard me rip on it before. This, this cute little idea that, well, you know, he's going to beat somebody he's not supposed to, but then he, you know, he's going to turn around and lose to somebody he's not supposed to and that it's fun to say in April, but when it comes to September, October, it's miserable. They need more consistency as a program. Needs consistency. This is a great test for that. Arizona is better than what we thought they were. Clearly better than what they what we thought they were. They've got a fascinating storyline going into this game uh, with uh, Jaden Delora, their quarterback. Their quarterback was committed to Washington State to play for Mike Leach. Now he's at Arizona. He's a talented guy, throws the football well. He's a good athlete. I mean, he he was a Mike Leach committed quarterback. Mike Leach obviously liked him if he wanted him to play for him, and now he's getting to play against Mike Leach. Pretty cool situation, but Arizona portaled pretty well. Not near as big of a class as Ole Miss's, but they've got some new pieces. They've got a capable quarterback. It is a very weird situation with a 10 o'clock Central time start. It's a really, really, really late game for this team. Kind of a, lar- a long trip, weird environment, decent quarterback. This is exactly the kind of game that people have been talking about for so long with Mike Leach that he loses when he shouldn't. Because if you gave Jed Fish the opportunity to switch rosters with Mississippi State, he would, without even thinking about it, he would just, yes, sir. I, I want them, and they can have my guys. That's fine. I'll trade, and I'll be better off. Mississippi State's roster is better, definitively better, than Arizona's. Inarguably better. Mississippi State should win this game, and they should win it by multiple scores, according to Vegas. But this is the exact kind of game that people have talked about forever with Mike Leach that he loses. So... This is a big test for this team and this program when you're talking about future and what it's going to look like and financial commitment and all that. This is the kind of game I'm talking about. They, If they come out and they're sloppy and they don't play well or, or, they, or they lose, it's really concerning that in year three that kind of stuff is still happening and it should make you wonder. But if they come out and they play well and they're sharp and they execute and they win and win comfortably, then you start thinking that maybe maybe that corner has been turned because last week was a good test for that. That's been one of those games, as we saw last year, that Mike Leach teams have underperformed in or played poorly 
I mean, you saw it with Louisiana Tech last year and hell, they lost Memphis. They should have lost Louisiana Tech. A blocked field goal as time expired is the reason why they won that game. So check number one, test number one has been passed. Here's test number two. Can they get past the weird kickoff time and the sleepy environment and the good quarterback and LSU looming on the road next week and play well and execute and win this game comfortably like they should? If they do, th- that is a positive sign moving forward. If they don't, then you have to start wondering whether or not that's going to be a permanent fixture within your program. On the other side, uh I think that what I learned and what we learned about Georgia Tech is they are, in a way, who we thought they were. Um, Their quarterback's a pretty dynamic athlete. Now, he's not going to beat you deep at all. Ole Miss can stack the box and dare him to beat you deep because he can't. Uh, He can't at all. Um, But he's a a good runner. He's tough, and and he's a good athlete, and, and he can give you fits. Georgia Tech's run defense appears to be pretty decent. It'll be a pretty good test uh, for Ole Miss. But largely, Georgia Tech is mostly who we thought they were. However, we know now, and and you heard Lane Kiffin yesterday talk about it, Ole Miss can't screw around in this game. They have to, and you know, that hot take, more to 11, right? Ole Miss has to play well on the road against a Power 5 team. Yeah, no crap, but more, more... what I'm saying is they can't experiment like with quarterbacks. You can't come in not knowing and just give one guy one series, one guy another, and like call plays just to kind of see what's up. And you can't do that in this one. They're going to have to show up and play well. And they can't, for lack of a better phrase, they can't screw around in this game they cannot screw around and because of that I think you heard Kiffin's tone yesterday I think they're going to go into that game with one quarterback and a true game plan and play Georgia Tech to win that game does it change the way I think about it no just like it doesn't change the way I think about Arizona for Mississippi State however it does change the way Ole Miss well I don't I don't know if they're ever going to approach it differently anyway but when you hear people say well, they should spend four weeks figuring out who the quarterback is. Nope, absolutely not. They don't have that luxury against Georgia Tech. I know Clemson ended ended up blowing them out, but you don't have Clemson's roster. I think Ole Miss is a talented team. I don't think they're that talented, especially not on the defensive front. Now, Ole Miss is good on the defensive front, not, not Clemson good. There, there's not first-round picks on Ole Miss's defense right now at all. So... You can't go there and screw around. You have to come in with a game plan and a quarterback and execute and win the game. So there you go. Memphis Rebel says Ole Miss-Georgia Tech game will either be an ugly 21-17 or a 38-14 win for Ole Miss. I can see that. Someone said on Twitter last night that Georgia Tech is a 7-8 win team talent-wise with a 3-4 win head coach. I wouldn't say it's that extreme, but it it does appear that Collins is holding them back some. It does. Florida State is not good, EGO1 says, and if they just played smarter football, they would win by two touchdowns easily with no drama. What was that pitch on the goal line? What What was that? Why are you doing a quick pitch on the goal line? Hand the ball off. What are you doing? 
You also say, I think State wins, but this game could potentially be much closer than we previously thought. I mean, they're going to kick the ball off after 10 o'clock. There's something to that. Zurich says, Georgia Tech's defense makes the need for settling the quarterback debate even more important. Ole Miss doesn't need that game to be sloppy or an upset could happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. You like the Memphis Navy game. If Memphis struggles against a bad Navy team, they are also a bad team. If they win a 50-7 to type game, they're a decent, pretty good team. I saw um, – I was directed to uh, – um, oh, gosh, what is his name? Um, does radio in Memphis, Jeff – anyway, I was directed to, to his Twitter feed today. And uh, I saw him say after the Memphis State game, post-game thoughts, like just reading the replies. There, there were Memphis fans that truly thought that like they were going to go in there and win, I guess, because people were like, Silverfield's not the answer. This team's horrible. Like, what did you think was going to happen? I, I don't know where that, that hubris came from that I was reading. I mean, I know it's Twitter, and Twitter is not real life, and the things that people say on Twitter is not an indicator of what people think in real life, but I was shocked by people saying things like, oh, played terrible. He's not the answer. This was embarrassing. No, that's exactly how that should have gone. Last year was the embarrassing thing for State because it should always go like it did this past weekend. Yeah, I think Ole Miss will run a bunch of four-man fronts against Georgia Tech. They'll stack the box. If they don't stack the box, something's wrong because that guy can't beat you uh, vertically at all. The picture of the stadium behind me, that is the, I think, 1966. Or no, 1988. 1988 uh, horseshoe. I think that it's either 66 or 88. So that would be. So that would be 1966, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's uh that's a hand drawn, nineteen sixty six uh, Ohio Stadium, with a pencil, is what that's drawn with. Pretty cool. I'm with you. You say I still think Kiffin's like yeah, darts the guy, but I'm still going to give Altmyer a try versus Central Arkansas to make me a hundred percent sure. I kind of feel like that's what's going on here. Um, I believe that it was very close, and, and I believe all of those things, but. I, I, you know, maybe I'm just trying to confirmation bias that I, that I just want to be right so bad that I'm, I'm willing to ignore the obvious, but that's what I heard today. Calkins. That's right. Yeah. I was, I, I was directed to his Twitter feed and I saw that and I thought people were, I didn't know where that, that hubris was coming from. How much do I think the Florida Kentucky game plays into when Kentucky comes to Oxford? Um, it's a good question. I, I, I want to see that game first before I, I think Florida's going to win this weekend, truthfully, and that that might change like kickoff time for that one. That might be an 11 a.m. game, sadly, if uh, Kentucky loses. William says Ole Miss has figured out they're a running team in LSU. They lost, so all is well. 
Sounded like I said Memphis State, like my grandparents say, instead of Memphis and State. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that that does kind of drive me crazy, though, when people still like call it Memphis State, because it's not what it is anymore. I don't know why that, that drives me crazy like it does, because that's not what it is. But anyway, if State beat Memphis last year, this game would have been in the 14th win in a row against Memphis. Yeah, see, exactly. That's how it should always go. But anyway, guys, I'm after 30, so I'm going to get going. Don't forget to like the video. Please like the video. I'll be back Thursday night. I know the NFL gets started Thursday. It's bad timing for, for me, but oh, well. So I'll be back Thursday. I'll be back Thursday night, same time, 745. I will see you guys then. How much does Texas A&M scare us after week one? Um, defensively, we'll get a pretty good gauge of them this weekend with Appalachian State. Not the best test, but a good enough one. Um, Haynes King is not a championship-level quarterback today. He might become one. He's not one today. I, I think it's going to be a very similar team that it was uh, a year ago. Ramsey gets the last thought. I think Kiffin knows that Dart is his guy. I think the exact opposite. Um, I don't think it was as close as we think. I think Lane didn't want to upset Luke and his dad. Hmm. Interesting thought there. All right, guys, I got to go. I'll see you. Uh, like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And I'll see you on Thursday night. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.